Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Mia's Undope Dope Sickness. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Dying wouldn't be so bad right now. I just don't want to become the devil's bitch. This time, the only fucking way is the hard way. David, I read a passage from that book and it was some sort of prayer. I released something, David. I released something... Evil. <laughs> Cue the theme song. You're all going to die tonight. Everything's been getting worse. Every second. Oh, rip your soul out, Daddy. Don't do it, you little bitch. Don't cut it off. I can smell your filthy soul. Just smell your dirty hat. Why don't you come down here so I can suck your cock, pretty boy? Mia. Mia, not here, you fucking idiot! If we don't do something right now... We're all gonna be dead by then! Your little sister's being raped in hell! I love you, baby. Oh, Rip your soul out, you pathetic fuck! Alright. Are you alive? Are you good? Or are you evil and dead in 2013 with the Evil Dead remake? Ooh. Hi, everybody. Was that just a little loose? Boo. I was flying loose. I never plan those. I never write them. You should thank yourselves for any wisdom that comes out of my mouth. This wasn't one of my best. I love it uh, for the same reason I love the original Evil Dead. Because <laughs> it sucks. Because it's so wonderfully <laughs> terrible. Nice. All right. Making the people laugh across maybe one province. <laughs> um, directed by Fede Alvarez. Fed. Fede, you know, that guy mm-hmm. um, who has a keen eye for some slick stuff. Also had a hand in the screenplay, which isn't always the best combo, is it? But we'll see if it was in this one. Um, of course, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell had some hands in getting this production out. And we have a fairly not well-known characters. Uh, Jane Levy, uh, <laughs> Shiloh Fernandez, who could be Elijah Wood's cooler and better looking cousin. Um, Lou Taylor Pucci, who you might have seen in such wonderful shows as Physical. Jessica Lucas as um, uh, Token Girlfriend. And then uh, Elizabeth Blackmore uh, as Natalie. And actually the characters in this names are um, David, Eric, Mia, Olivia, and Natalie, which spells Demon. Haha. Cheesy. Didn't know that, did you? Did you pick that one up? Who would have known? Coming in at a breezy 92 minutes, this movie made me smile when Brent announced this was our uh, Halloween episode, which is, uh, it's good. You know, Johnny Boy over here doesn't really love the horror movies a ton, but uh, Evil Dead is one of the ones that, well, I should qualify that, that um, Army of Darkness was always one of my favorite movies. And so after you get into Army of Darkness, you maybe would go back and watch the original and the second one and learn that the original Evil Dead's actually such a terrible movie that it's came off as funny and laughable. And so then when they made the second one, it was pretty close in terms of the story structure and everything else. It almost acted like the first one never happened. Um, but kind of uh went on and, and leaned into itself in a in a really fun way which is ultimately what made evil dead uh, kind of a fun movie at least i used to think so way back in the day maybe it doesn't hold up today but uh had some funny stuff so i like these uh kind of humorous maybe a little bit of humor and and um tongue-in-cheek stuff when it comes to horror but then when it leans into extreme gore and stuff like that like this movie does too uh, it it uh, needed to walk a very fine line of some over-the-top uh, hardcore horror shit and uh, a couple of funny lines. And one thing to talk about when getting into this movie, I think, would be the nods that they gave to the original uh, and them not being exactly the in-your-face nods that you might expect from a movie like this. Like, hey, it's Chewie and Han. This movie didn't just throw ash in your face although i hear that he was in the after credits thing which i never stick around for because i hate that tradition so i didn't see it but apparently he does a groovy thing at the end maybe i've so, seen it yeah yeah I, please describe um it's really just his face uh you can just see the profile it's very shaded in 
Um, it's really just almost like the very lining of it that's that's got a small reflection or light. Mm. And uh, and then he turns to the camera and says, "Groovy." Oh yes, of course he would. And, so yeah. there you go. And we talked Ash. about, but I mean, we, at least that's after. And we talked about if Sam Raimi approved of this and liked this uh, movie, but he actually Sam Raimi produced made it. this movie. He was yeah. a producer of this yeah. movie, so we know that he did. And this is, in yeah. my opinion, whether it holds up or not, this out of all of the Evil Dead stuff I have seen, this is by far the best one I've seen. Like it, it takes and, the cake for that. Anyway, I don't know. I know you guys are much bigger fans and have repeatedly watched some of the other ones, but I thought that this yep. one was scary and the story made sense. And so, like, this one I really enjoyed. And the timing, the 92 minutes was right. I, I love that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And it, it made money too, made for 17 mil, pulled in about 100 in the box office. I skipped this one on purpose, honestly, because not a huge horror movie guy and the evil dead stuff you know i i probably was thinking at the time like just let it let it go let, let lay it right lay it to rest i guess um but when i did watch it this time I, i'm gonna actually agree outright with colin on that statement too that this is like the best of the best they they kept it simple they didn't go too hard i love the opening of this movie it totally gets you for, i don't know if you if you guys were expecting to happen what happened but when this movie opens there's a girl running through the woods and some kind of a force chasing her uh and then they uh they club her and they put her in the basement and tie her up and it looks like this really ritualistic thing is happening and you're like oh my god this poor innocent girl and then it kind of just comes out of nowhere to to pull it over on you and um yeah i don't know at that point i, I didn't know what to expect from this movie so I, obviously you think something like the necronomicon is going to be involved and there's going to be some possession but um you don't quite get it and then all of a sudden it's like she is the demon and we burn her ass to death to open up the movie it's it's intense and it's like out of nowhere for me and i really really it sucked me in immediately for this movie i wasn't sure after watching the beginning of this if i was going to like it because it had a a certain feel to it um that i can't quite put my finger on but then once it got going with the the young the young people who go to the cabin i was i was like oh no 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 okay i'm on board now like that was an interesting opening it it definitely um grabs your attention <laughs> when a little See, when know. a little girl gets burnt by her father on a stake and then yeah so like you know that kind of is a good way he to shoots start. her head off yeah yeah he blows her head off that's intense so i didn't know how you guys would feel about that cuz you guys were kind of really nonplussed by the um, kind of cold opening of the same way in As Above, So Below. Yeah. Um, That's... Which which did have also a setup beginning, um, but I guess it wasn't as clear, right? No. This one, it... this one had quite a quite a clear uh, connection. The thing, like the the as above so below, set up the uh, the intensity, the the found footage, so it's all body cam stuff, and it feels very close and tight. Whereas this, you know what, I, this isn't found footage; it's shot way more cinematically, and it it's done really really well in the opening scenes with the fog, and it and it's something that ends up persisting throughout this movie. I don't want to change the point on you, Brent. I'll come back. in a sec but it ends up persisting throughout this movie how tight things are like even when we see the outside of the cabin it's contained and when we're in the woods we're just we're contained between trees and and in the when the car goes in the water it's like an inside the building this movie does a great job of keeping you in in tight confines you never feel like there's any open space to escape um and so i think for that reason and uh i don't know just frankly what happened in this movie was way cooler you know that lady looked at something i didn't quite understand and was really excited by her discovery and then there was explosions and shit happening i was like i'm not quite sure what's up here but we're off and running for sure in this movie i was like holy fuck cool all right that's a big statement and now we're like ready to jump into some unknown and then the movie does another great thing um, not long after in that it's like it it takes your 
typical tropes, teens at a cabin over a weekend, but it puts such an interesting spin on it that we're not there to party and have sex and do all the things that get us killed in these movies. Um, no one even comes close to banging in this movie because they're there for the main character to um, to get off drugs. It looks like heroin, I think, that she's on. Um, and so that immediately does a lot of things for this movie wherein it will allow for some strangeness and behavior without being suspected to be supernatural. It gives them a reason that they can't leave, which one of you guys brought up during the movie when we were watching it, which is one of the best reasons to not leave other than like the supernatural shit and the flooding that, that keeps them there. Um, but, but her like through the early stages, like well before you'd be like, why don't you just get the fuck out of there? You know why you're there and you know why you're not getting the fuck out of there immediately. And it, it you know, it, it keeps them there until it's too late. And, that that really works for this movie to get it going. So like through the first, not just through the opening, but then through the first part of the the um, um, the first act of this movie, I'm like I'm I'm really really into these people and these characters. Yeah, I agree. Like the writing is very strong in this movie. Um, the way they deal with things um, so quickly, like her, them all having a quick conversation about we can't leave. She almost she died and. If we don't we don't get her to detox out here now, her life will be in danger and they all they all want to help her. So they're not gonna leave until it's too late. Even when they try and leave, the as soon as he's driving, he st- he stops. They don't show till we see what he sees. Once again, great directing through his eyes. That the whole road has been flooded out from rain. Maybe a dam broke, maybe it's supernatural, who knows? But now they cannot get out. And once again, these are just things that are they're showing, not telling. It's uh it's really smart writing. This uh yep. mm-hmm. I was actually quite impressed with the, the writing of this movie. The thing that so much bothered me in this movie and in a, I think in a good way <laughs> Is that everyone kept getting so injured. Like people there were characters who 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 all of their hands and limbs were like obliterated. They were filled with nails in their flesh. They were bashed in the <laughs> yeah. skull and bleeding from the head. Especially Eric. Er, er, I mean Eric yeah. is the worst case scenario. He was stabbed in the face a gazillion times with a syringe. I mean like holy fuck was i like uh i was gonna say it before the podcast but like i said i i'd save it if i was some of these characters with the injuries that they had lost limbs i would just be like you know what guys i just grabbed the shotgun and be like you guys sorry i'm out of here and i would have just blown my head off because like what kind of life am i going to have first of all if i ever do escape I'm gonna I'm gonna be yeah. limbless and probably like not be able to walk and maybe not be able to eat. Like I mean, like people's jaws got bashed in. They cut their jaws, the fa- their faces out. That one girl. I mean, like, gee, this yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. This this movie never lets up with bad things happening physically to these oh, characters. Yeah. There's blood all over the place. Everyone's bleeding out. Everyone's bleeding. 70,000 gallons to be exact. People aren't. Yeah, is that right? We used a ton of blood. Holy crap. Well, What's that, Colin? That's a statistic? Yeah. Well, yeah. it earned they it. Used, um, they used like three to 600 gallons in the original uh, to give you the, the comparison. Well, blood was raining yeah. out of the sky. I mean, this, I can't believe that. Yeah. Did it rain out of the sky in the original? Uh, not that I are recall. they counting the blood yeah, not rain? That I recall. I don't think the they blood do rain that. alone yeah. would be like that much. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's probably. it's funny you say that because yeah. uh, the Fede or however you pronounce his name, goddamn, we're so sorry that we're yeah. butchering your name. Uh, I pronounced to call him Fede Alvarez. <laughs> uh, he said, out of the 70,000, 50,000 is used on the final scene alone. Yeah. So, Colin, you're 100% right. I mean, when you make it rain blood, Jesus, the soil is soaked yeah, in that I mean, from the blood. I mean, yeah. I, I was constantly scared of everyone because I, like, once you see that one girl 
get blood puked on her in her mouth or whatever. Oh, yeah. In her eyes. And then she turns. Now you know everyone's going to be turning. So you can't trust anybody who hasn't been infected. Um, And so that also keeps the tension up and the stakes raised. Because anybody could be infected now. Like they could have got a little blood in their eye or they could have got it in their mouth. Yeah. It's not. It's kind of like the thing in that way. Yeah, the thing is a great example of a movie that does that well. So, this is kind of like a relaunch, I guess. Uh, If you look at it that way, it's not quite a sequel, prequel, or anything like that. It's kind of like a reimagining because, like, the book's Mm -hmm. not even called the same thing, and that that it's all a little bit. But then other little changes from the original, like some of the humor is not quite here. There's some lines, but they're more delivered badass. Like Ash maybe really thought of himself that way. And he came off as funny and cheesy in a good way, in a funny way. Um, but this doesn't quite have that. And it, it definitely doubles down on the gore and intensity. So this movie, like for a remake, um, shifted the the franchise in a different direction. Well, cool. And I, 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 I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing. I, I'm just um, making an observation. Like would I have liked more of the humor probably because that's just more a bit my taste but that it wasn't here I, I didn't really find it was missing other than i was thinking of the other evil dead films and was like oh i was expecting you know good bad who's i'm the guy with the gun or you got a little something like when he, he was burying her and she had the thing on her face i was like someone's got to say like you got a little something on your face what and then throw that dirt on the face and be like <laughs> well correct me if i'm wrong but, but didn't, didn't sam except for it can't be it's his sister. It's got to be dark well, in the in the theme. Totally. Of this movie. Well, correct totally. me if I'm wrong, but, but I, I love it. I love it. But wasn't but, Sam Raimi's sorry. original intent that the first one be a horror movie, and that that he, yes. because of his budget, yep. and just because of the way that maybe Bruce Campbell and the other actors portrayed their characters, people found it funny and not scary. So, like, I think this probably was what he was trying to make originally, and then. That's that's an yeah walk backwards right. into like the the comedy and then like I think Brent said once he started making sequels he started really leaning into to to the comedy because people seem to enjoy that and so he like notched it up but this is probably like the fact that he produced this and stuff too I mean he kind of got to finally be a part of making like a really messed up horror movie about this like story by him anyway and kind of you know well, got him, what he him wanted and, him and uh, bruce campbell both got to do this one yeah like bruce campbell for anyone that doesn't know is the original star of all the evil dead originals like the yeah. three of them um that's like and the he's biggest been in thing everything ramey's ever done yeah but well. as bit parts right he's always like like a selling a newspaper or some shit because he's not a great actor but he's an awesome actor yeah, he's not uh, great, but he's awesome. Yeah, the, and he's perfect for these things. It's like Ron Howard's brother. Like, if, oh, I, if yeah, Ron Curtis, Howard wasn't Kurt. a director, then he wouldn't be in shit. But he is, no. and so he is. And so same for Bruce Campbell. But Bruce was actually, like, part of why the movies went in the funnier way. I don't know. When you think about it, the Evil Dead movies are unique for that. The first one's kind of a wash. It was a it was a great try by a young director who was trying to get something going. It caught on yeah. for different reasons that he thought, but it caught on. Gave him like the scratch to put together the second, and the third was nice, and then he got into Spider-Man. So yay for Raimi for all that shit, right? Um, but that was a unique series because of the, the humorous edge mixed with stuff. This one kind of takes it more back towards mainstream, does it not? And is that a bad well, thing? Well, this is mainstream, like horror. mainstream horror. I just want to comment on your Clint Howard disparaging comments. Uh, <laughs> I, I I disagree because if you watch Clint Howard in Apollo 13, where he actually has quite a few scenes as a person who works for NASA and like the the control room. Yeah, that's true. And then you watch him in like a, par- okay, a parenthood. Okay, the easy door. You don't look like Clint Howard and get fucking No, well, that's easy. true. But yeah. it, but then if you watch him in other roles like <laughs> Parenthood where where he plays Maybe the father. Maybe the Toxic Avengers sidekick. I'm just saying Clint Howard actually has range. He, he plays many different characters in his brother's movies. And I think he's a better actor than Bruce Campbell. At least he could do more no, he, things. No, he totally is. It was just a it was just I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. I'm kidding. He's incredibly handsome. 
No, yeah, well, he is not a good-looking though, man. It's There's not a even... wrong analogy to use. No, that's fair. He's. I just. I, am I just not wanted a to stick up. Good-looking man, as he says in one of his roles. <laughs> yeah, he does. I just. Wasn't that I just, the water boy? Yeah, it was water boy. He, he. Yeah, and so, so yes, definitely not a not a handsome dude. But as an actor, I think he's got some range. I just want to give him the credit. No, he's, he's due. a good actor. He does. Yeah. Yeah. He's, Anybody that has a legit role in like Apollo fucking, you know. I just, my favorite, my favorite Clint Howard memory. I know, I know Clint Howard's not in this. With the fingers up. I know Clint Howard's not in this, but my favorite, favorite Clint Howard memory is Parenthood when, uh, when Steve Martin's son is out there and he screws up catching a ball and blowing the game and Clint Howard stands up in the audience as a parent screaming, he shouldn't have been out there. He shouldn't have been out there. He had no business being out there. I love that moment in Parenthood. The look on the kid's face and Steve Martin's face, who's his father, and then Clint's just screaming at the top of his lungs. Brilliant. That's awesome. <clears throat> oh, man. Um, okay, so... So okay, then back to what I was just saying before, and thank you for for supporting Clint Howard because he's the man. Um, but yeah, so so like Brent, I'll ask you like just directly, what do you think about this movie going from its niche and taking some of what made that the thing, and and kind of going in the direction more of like mainstream horror that's like way more focused on the blood and the gore and the constant stress and strain, which yeah is just a little bit different for Evil Dead. How do you feel about that change in the series? Um, I fucking love it I um I the thing about this movie to me was that it not only was more visceral than a lot of like because this this to me is is not like it is mainstream don't get me wrong but it comes off as as harder than most of the mainstream stuff like the edge and the horror in this like when that when that girl uh is just pissing down her legs as she's transforming. Right. Like to me, stuff like that has a special, I don't know, kind of like horror edge to it. Um, and this movie, I mean, being like maybe the benchmark for fucking what horror movies could like this, the whole teens go to the cabin. Like if you watch fucking all the, like the scream, how they talk about like the the jock and the this, right? Yeah. I have to imagine that a lot of that maybe wasn't invented by Raimi in the original, but um, definitely a lot of that cliche, a lot of that horror kind of fucking um, rule set was certainly heavily pushed by his original shit. So seeing how that created maybe popular uh, horror in a way, or at least like, you know what I mean? Not created, but Supported. helped usher in yeah. right? a new era. Um, I think this does the same because this is such a, such a rejuvenation, like you were saying of the series. Yeah. Um, I love it. And I love that this could bring um, like good horror to a, to a beloved story. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that's a fucking answer to your it question. Is. No, but it is. It absolutely is. The, the writing is not... But yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. The writing not only is good in this movie, but the directing is good. The cinematography is good. The acting is good. The special effects are effects. great. Like, what... Yeah. Yeah, there's not practical million? effects. Yeah. There's not because a... You can tell, like, the, the chainsaw stuff, hmm. like, at the end where she's chainsawing the the, um, the hag, whatever the hell uh, thing, the abomination... Um, it's just crazy. It's but it all looks like like everything is happening to everyone. All the wounds and stuff, and the stabbing of the needle. I hated the stabbing of the needle in the fucking eye. They had to do that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That was awful. <clears throat> like, but the- also, like, pay attention to because um, something that I really loved the first time I watched this, and then was reminded this time with you guys, was in a lot of horror, right, and mainstream horror. Actually, John, to your point, I would say tends to really push the boundary of your tension. Do you know what I mean? Like there's an extra long this or an extra long that and a, and a will they, won't they, right? 
But this movie doesn't give you time to really ask those questions. It's like she's stabbing his eye or she's cutting her face off, right? Or she tackles him and then she lifts up the thing and you're like waiting for for something to happen, a battle or something. Yeah. And then it's like a second later. You don't even have time to think about it. She's viciously stabbing him. And yeah. uh, I just really love that pacing because they don't, it's not melodramatic in the way that a lot of horror can be. Uh, it's just, I it's mean, just I'll, I'll overuse this word today, but it's visceral. It's, it's, yeah, it's in your face. It's happening. It's live. And it's how you would expect it to be, right? Yeah. In this like horrific situation. It's, it's, um, this movie doesn't break its own rules with what it sets up. You kind of understand the game. There's a demon. It needs to like get inside your body in one way or another. It seems that fluids and tree in the vagina is a way to go. Um, cause there's tree rape in this, uh, which is not the first tree rape movie we've ever seen. No, I think, I think it's a bush though, bro. Technically. Is it a bush, a, a bramble? That's something? bush to bush crime. Okay. So yeah. Hey, even you can prevent bush to bush crime. Um, but then once that happens, like in every scenario where someone else is infected, you're never like, what, how that doesn't make sense. You're actually like, yep, that makes sense. They just left them in the basement or put her face down in the goddamn water. Jesus. Why did you do that? Hmm. Yeah. So it, I like that. It doesn't break its own rules. I'm never asking like in the cell, like how does this tech work? And and now all of a sudden this is going on just cause you're telling me this, this is, I guess because of the supernatural element in this, I don't need as much explanation. You kind of just are like getting possessed sucks and the way it takes control of your body makes you piss yourself. It all happens so quickly. And then boom, we're moving, we're moving forward. Um, so yeah, that, that even the main character can be saved and, and how that all kind of goes down. I'm, I'm never like complaining about any of that in this movie. And the fact that at 92 minutes, there is not a moment of downtime in this flick once it starts and shit is going wrong you were like in dread or i i can say confidently there are a couple of scenes where i was like i wouldn't have reacted quite like that i wouldn't have gone in and done this i wouldn't have continued to press into this room i probably just would have burned the whole fucking place down Um, like when he doesn't burn her when she's under the floor, I don't, I, I thought he was going to start the fire and then the floor would crumble and then the being would get out from Mia would get out from the basement that way and not be burned to death. But like after everything I had seen, I wouldn't have been doubting that something completely fucked was happening and spreading and I would have burned that whole place to the ground. So things like that and some deep room exploration, stepping into water, in the downstairs, like when that whole shit went down uh, with uh, um, David, when he went down into the basement by himself and like doors were open everywhere. And I was like, oh, my God, no. So there were that's like the biggest complaint I have about. I have the people have the doing exact, things that, that I would I have, have the done. exact same complaint. I, I feel like I'll, there is a point where <laughs> there's a point where <laughs> you you <laughs> you've seen enough. I think I even said I used you guys as an example because I think we would all like do whatever it was to save each other. But had you guys done what his sister, (laughs) where you guys had done what his sister did and were locked in the basement, I, I I ain't coming down there to talk to you. Like you're, I'm burning you down. Um, and it's for you guys too. Hey, it's not just for me. But, like, do you want to live as an evil demon? Probably not. So, like, I'm helping you out. Doing it out of love is I'm bringing you out to death out of love, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I think that did bother me. Totally. There's a couple of times where I felt like the writing didn't make sense that the characters were, were doing certain things. But I don't think that it was definitely a big enough speed bump. I mean... You you could have got them it down there. More tension. Yeah, you could have got them down there a it different way. It makes me way. talk to the screen. Like if if the yeah. keys, how about this? Like let's say if it's simple enough that the car keys are in the basement and they can't leave unless or she has them. Yeah, she's got yeah. the car keys. Whatever, something like that. Because then that's a necessity. Like they're you're gonna be stranded or trapped, or maybe she has something you need to like break the curse, like a, a gem or, or the book. You gotta go get the book and it's down there. Then, then you're like, okay, like you know, he's gotta gotta get that. He's gotta fix the situation. 
So if you would have just, you know, thrown a little bit of that in, I think that would have fixed a couple of those motivations. <laughs> that seemed crazy to me, but... Yeah, but I think you said it right, though. Those That was speed bumps, and that got me talking to the movie. I was like, don't do that. Don't fucking yeah, do that. Yeah. And when I start talking to the movie, in this case, it's not out of, like, I hate this movie because we talk during lots of our movies and we have lots to say. But in this one, when you're talking to the character directly, I think that's almost a good thing yeah so agree it does it doesn't wreck anything no. it's just i have to in a in a rethinking about it, i'd be like yeah i probably would have been out of there a lot sooner and yeah yeah just but it i mean is what that's it is. the that's the thing in most most movies with like an action or something like that like the characters are acting in a way that people might not right but you yeah. might but you i mean might. you might Someone but you might. probably not, right? Someone yeah. They're might. trying to... Yeah, yeah, it's realistic that somebody They're does. They're trying to lean into his love for his sister and him feeling guilty about their mother. They they try to do it with the backstory, yeah. so they made attempts. But there could have just yep. been like little things that would have... Where he wasn't doing it for his now-possessed demon sister who was trying to kill and eat everybody or whatever, but he was doing it to save his own life are to help some of the other characters like whatever that might be that you would put in the basement for him to have to go down there i think the book is a good thing because like you might need the book to like break the curse or stop it or whatever because that dude was trying to burn it and it wouldn't burn which was funny i like that but uh yeah i mean just a little bit of that you could have fixed it and you wouldn't have asked those kinds of questions yeah, yeah, but then you lose also those emotional parts. I know right? it's true. I, the thing is, is that this movie has a depth to it because of the yeah, it's actually got some I, kind I of think, a connection. And I think if you take a lot of that stuff out, like maybe maybe the decisions make more sense, but then the movie itself I'm, maybe is. But I would feel more procedural. I'm not saying you take I that might stuff feel more out. Dread. Because if, if you know they've got to, it goes from like me being like, don't do that, and then anxiety over the wrong choice, and it goes into dread that, oh my God, they got to do that. They got to go face this thing. So uh, right. it might not ruin it. it. You it changed might. my mind instantly. Yeah, yes. and you also wouldn't That's take... That's not an easy And thing you to also do. wouldn't take that family stuff out. That connection would still be there for when he brings her back to life at the end. So you're fixing it, and you're also leaving your depth in. So I think... Yeah, no, I'll go. I'll go with. Yeah, you you're there. good. I mean, nice. and once again, these are not make or break scenes. Uh, yeah, they're no. still. They're it's still, like John said, it it makes you feel anxiety and it makes you scared for the character, and so you want those scenes in the movie, like for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, <laughs> you want that stuff in there, and the other writing is so good. I thought- that it's that it's strong. I thought you guys were gonna take issue with uh, how much shit uh, David was eating, or Eric. 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 Yeah, Eric. I I see. That's kind <laughs> of Eric a, ate a lot of shit, and that that to me was almost the humor. He ate. See, that's a nod to Ash, though. That's how I saw it. It just they took the funniness of Ash always getting the shit kicked out of him. And the scars that they had to like take a mold of his face so they could get him right in subsequent movies, right in the in the third one. Um, I like that because, it, but it put the real horror spin on it. I guess I called it more mainstream, but I don't know if that's the right way to put it. But it was like it's not funny. Like he's gonna get fucked up, yeah. uh, and everything that happens to him is like the worst. I think by the end he'd be the most ready to just like lay down, but he doesn't. He ends up saving saving his buddy before he takes it himself. Eric. Yeah, I think I think he feels too like a, um. Well, he feels responsible, obviously. He does. He, he unleashed it, so he's like, he's there to try. Like in the end, he sacrifices whatever fucking couple minutes of life he might have had, just instantly. So, it's an I interesting. Like, I like the Eric stuff. I I just didn't know if it was pushing it too far. See, that's another, uh, it's not even a nod, but it's in the same vein as uh, The Thing, where by the end of the movie, they're like, look, none of us are going to make it. We're all going to be dead, but we can't let this thing live. So that's what we're facing. And when it comes down to that, it, it uh, makes for some interesting moments for sure. Yeah, they do yeah. that really, you know what, I, for, I always forget about The Thing. I, I, I remember we watched it and I can't remember if we said it held up or not. 
Yeah, I, th- I believe all three. But a lot of the that. things that th- the kind of devices from this movie are used in that movie, because when you once again when you get to a certain point where you know you're not going to survive, all you want to do is take it out so that like you can make sure that it doesn't like roam free. So you're like, fuck it, yeah. I'll like sacrifice myself to take this thing out. Fuck it, and I'm gonna get it. So that's great. Um, writing too is because um, it once again you're still rooting for the characters and and they're also willing to sacrifice their lives to like stop this thing um, from becoming yeah. an epidemic so that's always really cool when they do that in movies yeah. now she gets away at yeah. the end remind me so she gets away at the end, correct? And then and then it shows the book like close or flip over or yeah, something. Yeah, because it's undamaged and it's still there. So it's just going to wait. So it's going to wait. Next. Okay, but she does get away. Now, once again, I don't think she's surviving because like she's got one arm hand ripped off and she's bleeding from it. She is trying to tie it off or, or stop the bleeding, but she also has a lot of other wounds. Like that's just one yep. of her wounds. So I do like that they don't show like what happens to her after. Um, like she does get away and then you can decide for yourself if she like bleeds out trying to swim across the river or if she makes it. Like I always like when movies do that. Like the worst thing you could have done is, well, if this movie was more like a Sam Raimi uh, Evil Dead, you could add her walk into a diner, missing her arm, bleeding out of it sitting down and having a coffee or a glass of water like kill bill or something and everyone's staring at her and then you cut the black but it wasn't that kind of movie so yeah they they stick with the tone yeah. i like the tone and uh and i i think all of the the actors are really good i i hope they all went on to do other stuff this was 10 years ago so um I is there another evil dead since this yeah and this it, year right a new oh, oh, evil just, dead just rise. it was last year i think or the year before yeah evil dead rise and it is also standalone um, yeah well yeah it's it's not related to this if i remember correctly interesting uh, it's different people and it's um it's still like the possession and stuff takes place in the city if i remember right i'm trying to remember now i don't i'm, I'm gonna fuck it up i'm sure but also uh, was a surprise. I didn't like it as much as this. I will say, um, this one to me is is the crown jewel. Yeah, but, I was gonna say like uh, this. Is, it wasn't terrible. This is probably this. This is as per horror movie, not horror comedy. But this guy, like man, this guy directed a great movie. Uh, this is a great. I don't like horror movies, and he does. <laughs> but I. I no, as a person I who can like sit there and watch a horror movie and get stuff out of it and determine whether you know it is a good movie. Uh, th- this like definitely shockingly, I was very surprised. I did not think I was going to like it, so I went into this with the. I thought you guys would hate it because of the gore. Well, the gore is definitely bothers me. It's I thought super, it might be it too much super, for you guys. It is super intense. Yeah, it's really gory. It is, there's like, nothing that this holds back. You, like, yeah, from slicing a tongue open to to the oh, tree yeah. or bush rape, whatever, to puking in faces, cutting cheeks off, sawing people like in their brains, cutting your arm um, off with a bread of knife, wounds, and electric bread knife. I mean, pulling your arm needles. out from under a car, a needle in the face, like this thing. This they went all out on yeah. this one. I, I would suggest um, that if anyone's listening that that does not like gore and like is turned off by that, this is not for you. I am turned off by that, but I don't bring it home with me. Like I don't get nightmares, so I'll be cringing at the time when it's happening or or not feeling great about it. But I, I immediately let go of it and it goes away as soon as I finish watching it, so it doesn't linger. So I can be exposed to these things for sure. This is definitely over the top when it comes to that. <laughs> oh yeah, I, that's why it's such it's, a departure from the originals, which had some stuff, but like mostly, mostly not. Uh, and also, quickly, the newest 2023 uh, Evil Dead Rise is like. It's getting great. It got great reviews. Like I don't know if you trust Rotten Tomatoes anymore, but eighty four compared to this was sixty something. 
sixty um, something. This one, and I wonder. Out. I wonder if it has the um, the twist that we're saying. If it has that humor or not, I'd be interested to know. I might actually watch that. You could have ended. Right you could have ended it on this. Believe movie. it has it. It's it's visceral like this one. Hmm. When you say standalone, see, this is a shame. I don't like sequels, right? Like, just let's have more original stories, or at least if you're going to do something in a universe, just go well, well away from the source material. Not the same people, not the same time, different country, different culture, and just like yes, a lightsaber here or there, but like directed by someone competent. This guy did it anyway, right. This um, guy did it right. Like if, he if did, it feels like this is a really a really good um, remake to have done. So I'm surprised that no one ran with this to put out a, an evil dead remake too. And could they not figure that shit out? They had to wait and completely reboot again. Like I'm not, fuck. Interesting. But if the new one's that good, then I don't know. Like you're just going to start keeping all this shit under the same it, banner. And now it, we're going to banner. And now we got two. If I, evil if dead I, two if I was coming. a filmmaker, the, the thing if is, I was a filmmaker and I saw this and I was in, thinking about, do we doing an, evil dead and i saw this i'd be like it's been done and it's been done as good as it can be and i would leave it alone like this movie just by itself is like a very very good horror movie so like why would you ever want to tackle this again like screw that i would not i'll tell you exactly why because the remake not the remake the 2023 or whatever version of this the evil dead rise yeah it's not a it's not a sequel no it's another story in this world and to me those things are fine and i enjoy them the same thing with uh like what walking dead could have been had it not been shit is stories done in that world yeah like like an anthology um, like an anthology there was there was the walking dead one that everyone got to got familiar with and then they had uh another one where it was like they respond out of like LA or Mexico or somewhere like that instead. Yeah. And it was like a whole separate thing with a different dynamic and different problems aside from zombies. So to me, it's the world. It's not the story. Right. And if you're doing that, it's the same reason why I think James Bond works for me. Um, because it's the world more than the character. The James Bond changes because my understanding is that's a role, like a job, not a person. Lies. And so, lies, lies. As the um, as the worlds change and the characters change and uh, and so on and so forth, to me that's not as bad as I don't know. Fuck, you know. As long as like Evil Dead One, Two, and Three with Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Uh, if those hadn't have changed so much and evolved. I don't think they work either. If you could, if you, as long as the, I guess as long as the person who made this new one had the same passion and vision this guy had in his, which that's why this is a good movie. Like it's not a good movie because it would cost what John said, 17 million. And because it's a horror movie and it made a hundred million. I mean, that's why people make sequels, reboots, prequels, all this bullshit. But this guy actually went out and obviously is really passionate about making this movie. If he wasn't, it would not be as good. The problem with a lot of these remakes, reboots, and sequels and stuff is the person who's coming into it as the director or even the writers are just being paid as hired guns. They're like, write us a new Star Wars movie. Write us a new Star Wars TV show. We'll give you a bunch of money. You're a good writer. And they just like they just pencil, pencil whip it out. And then they're like, here's a script. And they're like, brilliant, we'll shoot it. This guy really gave a shit about this movie. The the writers and the director. The director also co-wrote this. So like, yeah. if you're yeah. not doing it just for the money, you can make something really good out of out of like a content that's been rehashed. So if if couldn't agree, if more. you're moving in that direction, yeah. if you have the right reasons for making a prequel or whatever, it's just ninety nine percent of the time. That's not why they're making it. They're just I, a studio is funding it so that they can make a big cash payday and they're just hiring a couple of people and saying direct it. I think that's really evident in this by the choices he makes. Like apparently this director has a big CGI background. He chose to go practical as a nod to Raimi and what he was able to do 
with the small budget in the beginning, right? Um, you see all the nods to the original movie. None of them are are like Star Wars nods. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it like fucking pulls the movie in a whole different direction just to give you the fan character. service. Like the character is in the background. How? It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's 3PO. But this is like little and subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, there, there's an old car in like grown over on the property and it's Bruce Campbell's old car or the double barreled shotgun. Chainsaw. Right? The chainsaw. Which the way that she think. takes her stump and sticks it into the chainsaw, but not like Bruce Campbell does. She does it as like the way you would have to really, <laughs> where you like wedge it into the handle so you can kind of use the chainsaw stump style. It's fucking beautiful the way that he does that. And you can tell it's because, you know, as Colin was saying, it's a familiarity, but it's more so like an enjoyment and... And a, and a special, I guess, love or affection for the original content and material. And then you bring that out. You fucking, you give us that. And and for the people like us that were old fans, those little nods, like, I fucking couldn't stop saying perfect. Perfect, right? Because the nod is non, uh, it doesn't kill your immersion. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't at all. It doesn't even, like, if you didn't know it was there, you wouldn't notice. You might be like, oh, interesting, a chainsaw. Ooh, what's this? Oh, this this was said. But it's like, it's all great. It's just little and there and enough that it's like, wink, wink, and I wink back. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think this is okay to call. Yeah. This movie yeah, holds up. Um, I'm... Uh, Maybe it was just the right time and I was ready for something like this and we had a whole bunch of other horror movies for me to reflect on. Uh, and this one just reinforces that when it's right, it's right. When it works, it works. And for for mostly no-name or like up-and-coming maybe people and, and like specializing in other things or getting some opportunities, like damn, this is such a good uh, effort. Everyone should be like so proud of this. Well done. Yeah. Super gory though. Yeah, I agree. Knock back the gore just a little. And then more more I like I just I'll never not like uh, all the fun shit with demon people being possessed and all that and being so smart ass like in the old evil dead. Uh and then that's why it's so satisfying when Bruce kills them. And they're just plain evil in this and that's that's fine. The gore. Blah. It's nasty. Anyway, holds up from me that's a big deal. So there you go. Who's next? Yeah, well, since Brent picked it, and I'm pretty sure we know how he feels, I, I would just say that um, th- this is why I truly believe that I can take myself out of just like John did now. Like, whether it's a kid's movie or a horror movie, whatever it might be, I can be objective. And, like, I went into this, like, not thinking I was going to like it. Don't really, not a huge fan of horror movies. But this is a good movie. A good movie is a good movie. And most of the time it is the writing. And this had good script. The the writing was good. And and it pays off. Like when when you and they started with a good script. Like and and they it, the directing like it's it's a beautiful movie at times too. Like it looks really good. As gory and graphic as it is. At times it it looks great, so yeah, no, this hundred percent holds up. Like I, I can't believe I'm saying that an Evil Dead movie holds up, but it does. It's great. I, I would sh- I, anyone who is a horror fan and hasn't seen this should run out and watch it right away. Yeah. Anybody who doesn't like gore should avoid it, like completely. Oh, it's really gory. completely avoid it so much. <laughs> But it's like cartoonish. Well, no, it's not always. No, cartoonish. I don't think so. I take that back. And I don't, don't think at all. That. Yeah. No, <laughs> I was just saying, like, with the amount of blood, sometimes maybe, yeah. it becomes like a kill bill. Yeah, maybe. Um, but then you look at scenes like where she's cutting her face open. Oh and, God! Uh, cutting her arms arm off, off with a turkey carver, or yeah, shooting arms off, or 
splitting hands open with crowbars. Oh, that was awful. The crowbar uh, stuff. That's that. Eric's not surviving that crowbar stuff. Like he got hit in the face and head. Oh my god. He's no. dead. He's not walking Damn. around. You don't thing. take crowbars in the head and walk around later and go help people. You just don't. Well, that's. I was telling you guys that. I, I equate Eric to uh, Matthew Lillard from the first screen yeah. when he's like, oh, man, you, you stab me too much, man. This is not okay. It's, um, it's he takes so much fucking damage. And when he gets the crowbar to the hand, it's almost more than anything else that he gets. Because anyone that's hit their finger with a hammer, oh, yeah. he gads. Yep. Um, I'll go. I think it holds up, obviously. <laughs> Um, I'm so happy that you guys feel the way that you do, uh, especially because I know horror movies can be a mess most times, uh, even without your guys' bias. Um, John, I thought you'd hate it just because of the gore, like I was saying. Colin, you're kind of a wild card. I don't really know what to think. <laughs> I, I know that you don't you do. like scary stuff because like, I'll show Colin music videos for music that i listen to and he's uncomfortable but <laughs> too scary yeah. he likes to listen not to that so i just thought this movie was probably a no for think- you but um i was really happy to see you guys when you watched it and i even like excitedly expressed to my girlfriend i was like i think this one is gonna be a hold up did she watch it and that's saying something no but that told that made her feel like Maybe she should. Better than the cell. Um, there was a reason that I that I didn't want her for this is because it's gory. It's as hard as it is. You should, and she's not a big you fan. You should of take that. back everything mm. you said about us last week on the cell, because like you are very hard on me and John for not liking it. You said we betrayed our. Was I? Yeah, you said you bet- we betrayed the way that we look at movies, and it was so original. <laughs> and we we should like that. <laughs> you were really mad at us for not liking the cell. I wasn't mad. I was confused by your guys' arguments. I will take back if I said anything her- horribly you, insulting. You didn't say anything but insulting. But I will not say that betraying yourself uh, is was a comment. If I remember correctly pertaining to your way of rating things because you were like you should watch this but it's not good and i was like well (laughs) like you shouldn't watch it like a bear fucking safety video like that's something you should watch even if it's not good Mm. you shouldn't watch things that aren't it's the writing uh once again that fell apart with that one but visually it's it's uh it's a pleasure things like Visually, it's absolutely a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. things things yep. definitely can. There's things that are movies that are like so look so good and have such bad scripts. Yeah. <laughs> well, and this one looks good, like the other one looks good, but in such different ways, right? Like this one, the cinematography and just the pure horror aesthetic was so good. The room with all the fucking whatever rabbits and shit hanging from the ceiling in the basement was awesome the the lighting is perfect the sense of place is really effective um i mean this is a horror movie by someone who who likes the horror. fact and that's fucking the fact awesome. that this movie cost 17 million dollars in 2013 is also insane it was one location pretty much i mean yeah. Like I know that the special effects were practical. I mean, practical or CG, special effects are just expensive. That's just the way it is. But but um sure. But like 17 million dollars, I if you would have asked me to guess this budget, I would have probably guessed 10. Just cuz oh, they don't yeah, go anywhere. I, again, there's have no way to evaluate There's four those actors and they're always in the cabin other than outside the cabin, which is probably a set as well. It is. It's got to be a set. Five and a dog. Yeah. <laughs> you got two car rentals. Yeah. <laughs> all the staff. The, That's right. All the cars crew. get wrecked too. And they go into the river. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shooting cars going to a river, that would be expensive. That car is never going to be the same again. Yeah. It's good though. Yeah. I mean, scary, scary, scary. 
I I do like being scared sometimes. I just it's just not the thing I'll watch when I'm alone. Like you watch scary movies alone, I would never do that. I would I would never do that. I watch thrillers alone, like a seven or something, but I would not watch a like straight up horror movie by myself. Yeah, I do because uh, just about out of necessity. If I didn't watch them by myself, yeah, I'd never watch fair. them. Nobody that I hang around likes. If you have right? movies... My girlfriend doesn't. You guys if don't. If you have movies that are more like this with good writing and with gore, I would be interested in those. Well, honestly, I thought that's what a, As Above, So Below was going to be. And I, I know that I said it held up. Um, I thought it would be closer for you guys on that one. Um, because to me, that's also quite an effective horror. Mm -hmm. I would put that in the same realm as this, um, as far as, you know, being a well-crafted, well-executed horror, uh, with a clear vision, Mm -hmm. right. That doesn't break its rules. Like John was saying, which I think is important because that's kind of shit that'll immediately like it's, you know, we used to call them like, like fuck that moments, right? Yeah. And it's like when you're watching a movie and you're like, oh, well, fuck that. And then that's just broken. <laughs> yeah. And this movie manages to not do that. Yeah. There's moments where you say like, fuck that. Because you're like, fuck that. Don't do that. But it's not like that whole that. pulling you out. I just confused the point. Anyone li- fuck that, but not fuck that. But like, fuck that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do. Nice. I do. Nice. You guys, words. we got there. Because words. 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 Uh, Math. All right. Well, um, November. How about that November movie list? I'm going to read this movie list off and maybe we'll all be surprised by what's there. But this is what was written. Ready? Behind the Candelabra. I can't wait. Step Brothers. Can't wait. What's eating Gilbert? I cannot wait. (laughs) Good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, cannot wait again. Can wait. All of those. Can wait. No, the good, the bad, and the ugly, Brent. (laughs) So me and John watched this a while ago. The thing about the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I don't I don't know, I didn't watch it with the lens of hold up, but what I did watch it with the lens was of the directing. Every director in the world has stole from that movie. And it's so clear when you watch it what was taken, which was pretty much everything about that movie directing-wise. Like, that director is yeah. like a legend because everyone steals from him. That's like Hillary uh, spoiled Wizard of the Oz for me uh, the other day because I've never seen what? it. She was like, oh, it's a guy behind a sheet or whatever. <laughs> and I was instantly, I was like, oh my God, there's so many references. That the man sense. behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had never fucking seen the movie. <laughs> and I mean, oh how many gosh. times do you see did, that shit? Did, did you watch so, it? Did you watch, did this, you watch it? No. What? You're not going to. No, she just was mentioning the You're end. You're not going to watch it with her? Do you know how many things I haven't seen? I don't need to start with Wizard well, of Oz. There's actual meaningful shit I haven't seen. Well, actually, I take that back. That was horrible that I said that. I, I can't. I I get passionate and I say things, you guys. And I No, no. I know what you mean. it's a little harsh. I would not think, like most of the older movies that we've done, I would not think The Wizard of Oz would hold up. That seems like it would be a jumbled mess. But maybe it would be a it's nice a musical. I mean, it is, it's I'm definitely a... Uh, like, it's original. It's, it's OG, pass. man. It's OG for film. It is. So, yeah. like, yeah. It, it, a lot of people will revere it forever because of that. I say it lended its hand. It told us what to do and what not to do. Um, apparently, they coated this lady in some cancerous shit to make her skin turn color as the witch and like so there's messed up stories like that and judy garland is it the main actress was like basically tortured and was a slave and the fact that the snow was as best yeah right so they just fucked up all over the place on the wizard of oz folks but maybe it's a charming little flick that's a real horror flick watching it knowing all that shit that's it that along with the john wayne one where they're watching people develop mesothelioma yeah it's a big, Which one's that? The John Wayne. It's one. the one that got, gave him and like ninety percent of the crew cancer, and they all like died. I, I don't know which one it was, but they shot somewhere. They wow. that it was like cheap, but it was like radiate radiation. Did Aaron Brockovich work on that one? Nay, nay. Uh, okay, let's roll out of that, and uh, so that's our November that we got coming up, folks. So behind the candelabra is next, and I have not seen it, so this is going to be a what fun you have not it's seen. Exactly it. ten years old. Yeah. 
So let me tell you, I can't wait. And I have seen it. Yeah. And I, my, my guess is that this movie definitely. Oh yeah. Like I think so too. The performances alone. But I think it's long. So I wonder. The performances alone. Michael Douglas and Matt Damon, like they go all the way. They, they both won every award during award season because of what they did in this movie. So, and uh, yeah, no, I'm very excited. It's uh, it's going to be great it's, for it's, a first time watch for you. It's two hours, so yeah, it's I. Not, is it only two? That's okay, good, good news. I, I wasn't sure, so yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, I thought I remembered more, which made me nervous. Nerves of steel. All right, well, that's what we got. Drama. That's what we got coming at See. you next week. So uh, get ready for some Liberace. Um, this has been a lot of fun doing this one with y'all. Um, we'll catch you um, a little bit later on. And until then, folks, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.